Hey folks, welcome to a podcast about Catholic things. This is Eric, the Ambassador of Common Sense, and I'm here with... Dan, I'm the Ambassador of Nonsense. Welcome everyone. Hey, I think we're I think we're on a roll now. We're starting to get back in our groove. Uh, that's right, that's right. This is Veterans Day. This is Veterans uh, Day. A shout out to all of our veterans. We've only... Including my wife. Oh, that's right. Your wife is a veteran. I forgot about yeah, that. Yeah, we always we always go out and, and find a place that's uh, giving veterans free meals on Veterans Day. Really? Are there a lot of... Mm-hmm. Oh, like restaurants yeah, as yeah. part of promotions, things like that? Yeah, yeah. So uh, what do... I have it like... Usually with something like that, do you like... Does she have to like bring her, her some kind of veterans ID card or whatever, military ID card? Yeah, or do they just take her word for it? Well, it depends on the place. Some places will just take her word for it. Um, mm-hmm. uh, most places you can show, like like if you're in the VA uh, system for like healthcare, you can show your VA patient ID because you yeah. got to be a veteran to get that anyway. Um, yeah. Barring that, if you bring a copy of your DD-214, which is your j- discharge papers, um, every veteran, well, not every veteran, but veterans typically have a copy of that lying around somewhere. Yeah. Okay. Well, um, it's also a uh, shout way, out to all of our veterans and, yeah. uh, thank you for your service. And, uh, I don't know what else to say after that. That's it. Yeah. Thank you for your service. Um, but by the way, it's also the feast of St. Martin. Um, of yeah, course, it is. Uh, which, the... who, who was a soldier himself. I forgot to mention that to Sam. Oh. Because he's Sam Martin. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. And that's the uh, the parish we grew up in, too, St. Martin yeah. of Tours. So we all knew the story of uh, the beggar who asked, uh, who was begging, and St. Martin took his cloak off and cut it in half with his sword and gave half to the beggar. Mm-hmm. Um. I think our topic today, I, I don't really know how to describe it other than, uh, is it, are Catholics or even Christians somehow obligated to make their, uh, to make their beliefs or, or their affiliation with Christianity public? I, I would even say there, there's kind of, when we were discussing this earlier, there's, there's really two levels on which we can ask the question the 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 more difficult level to answer because it gets into a lot of um personal situational stuff is how obligated are you individually as a person to um make visible publicly your christianity right yeah which sort of plays into the other the flip side of it is um, given, you know, opportunities to do so, in other words, given a, a certain level of, of the, um, you know, that, that a certain, um, like in somebody asks level you. of the population. Well, no, I'm thinking like given, given the, the, the a certain, uh, uh, con, you know, part of the population is Christian within a region, within a country, a society, whatever, what obligation do we have to be, um, conscientious about not not just let it happen, but actually work to make it happen. Um, to imbue the entire society with Christian overtones, which come is where it comes into the art and and that kind of stuff. Yeah, 
Yeah. So there's, you know, the the um, I think the I think the second one is the easier one to answer um, because of course we should. Um, there may be people say, no, 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 you you shouldn't try to imbue society with any particular outlook. Well, you know, if well, you I don't know. I mean, Christian, if... you can't really you can't really claim that. We were, but, I mean, if we, if we go back to the early days of Christianity when they're, well, no, even right now, if you go over to Iraq or somewhere where Christians are being persecuted, um, you're actually in some sense, uh, encouraged to hide your identity, not to deny it, yes. but, um, yeah. to, to keep yourself out of harm's way by, uh, not publishing the fact that you're Christian. Right. I mean, that, they've the, always done that. Right. But that's the first question. That's the, that's the one that's harder to answer. That's the, yeah. the, 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 the second question is given that you have the ability to, you know, given that, okay, we're all Christians mostly, how much should we imbue our entire society with our Christianity so that even those few who are not Christians feel like they're living in a Christian world, even if they don't want to. And furthermore, that those of us who are Christians feel like the world just works the way it ought to work for Christians. You know, that's... I, I don't think I that's mean? the, the difficult question. I I don't think so at all. I think the answer to that is yes, of course, we should. But we've got a serious problem in our country right now. Um, and it it is directly because... Um, Christians hide their identity. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm the, there's right. two, I think I'm, there's two people on my street with a Trump sign. I guess, it, mm -hmm. I guess it, I, I'm carrying it over into politics a little bit early. But, um, if we were going to talk about, I don't well, know, you example, say you get on something like Facebook and, and you get into yeah, some you, kind you of discussion on Facebook. And a lot of times, a lot of Christians, uh, who, Christians who aren't afraid to be unapologetically Christian find themselves in an argument against what feels like everyone. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, and I've been, like I've been in that position before, not on, uh, not on Facebook because I don't go on Facebook, but, um, you know, on forums and things like that. And then I'll have, uh, uh, private systems. messages. I have private messages from people saying, yeah, I agree with you. And I'm like, mm -hmm. well, then why didn't you speak up? Yeah. Why aren't you saying yeah. something? This is right. Right. And the, uh, the problem is that so many, many people hide their Christianity that, uh, most Christians feel very alone. Yeah. Well, you know what? It's, it's, um, that's a problem. And it's a problem that is, I think, causing the, the bigger problem in the United States, which is a loss of Christianity itself. I, you know, yeah. People, people find it easier to go along to get along. And, you know, when you do that, you eventually start changing what you believe in order to stop feeling guilty. Right. People do that. They, they, they want to behave a certain way, and, and it might be that they want to engage in you know a particular sinful activity, but that's not what we're talking about here. Here, yeah. it's more like they, they want to feel like people aren't 
looking down on them or looking askance at them or they want to feel like they're not always, you know, having to, to get in arguments with people or they just don't want to feel guilty anymore about not speaking up when they know they should. Yeah. And so in order to not feel guilty about that, they change their belief and they start finding ways that, well, you know, it, it I shouldn't speak up. It's just rationalizing. Yeah. And it, I, it happens in, in several different categories of life. And I guess the, the first one maybe to talk about is, uh, the, the easiest one to talk about is in, in, in our social lives. Um, because people tend to hang around other people who are like them. So usually yeah. it's kind of easy to, uh, you know, every, everybody knows I'm a Christian. So, um, even my friends who are not Christian know that I am a Christian and, mm-hmm. um, but on the same token, it's like, okay, you got, you, you're, you're at a party or something and a subject comes up and you know that if you say something, there's going to be a big argument and people are going to say it's that Christian guy who's always bringing this crap up. And <laughs> to me, yeah. I, I've always had fun doing that. I do it. Just to like do to it, stir the pot a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, but for a lot of people, it, it's embarrassing, and uh, so they don't bring it up in social situations, uh, whether it's a party or whether it's just you know you and your friend having dinner, and he mentions something that you know you really ought to say something about, but you don't because you just don't what the headache i guess but don't want him looking down on you that sometimes and and i'll confess this most of the time that i later feel like i should have said something this is actually what happens i know i should say something and when i'm not in extremely familiar company you know Mm -hmm. family very close friends and, and so forth i have to formulate what i say before i speak yeah. I can't just open my mouth and have things come out. It doesn't, my brain won't work that way. But by the time I have something formulated, conversations have moved on and it would be very awkward and forced to try to go back and bring something up. Yeah, because then then it's like, okay, then it is the fact that you're just preaching and, yeah. uh, you know, they, and then it's not, like, you're not obligated to preach. Yeah. And it kind of, I mean, it piles on because then it's like, well, gee, how can I guide the conversation back then? And by the time I could possibly figure something out for that, it's moved on even further. It's changed you know I mean? again. It's yeah. always a question that, that, that I'm incapable of, of, of being ready in the context with what ought to be said or even being ready in the context with anything that could be said. Um, it's not that, oh yeah, I want to say this, but, and I start hemming and hawing with myself. Is it the right thing to say? Is it the right time? It's just that just the assembly of the words themselves takes too long to get together for me. I'm more of a, of a, you know, sit down and and work it in my brain and get it down in writing. And and that's why I do the blogging and, and write essays and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, that does happen often to me as well that, and it's not that big a deal, but um, one of the questions I would ask is, let's say you thought of the, the, uh, 
the conversation opened itself to you saying something that sounded Christian. Would anyone be surprised by you saying it? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. That's the big thing. And a lot of times, right. a lot of people would be surprised by certain people saying stuff because they hide mm-hmm. their Christianity yeah, they, so well. It's like you have no idea. Oh, wow, I didn't yeah. know. Yeah. Oh, you, know, you really feel that way? <laughs> I thought you just uh, yeah. were with the rest of us. And right. that's a problem. That's yeah, that's a big problem. And and I, I think that's the case where people are actually trying to hide it because they feel like it's a disadvantage somehow socially or whatever uh, in their lives. And that's, that's you know, to me, that's the, um, that's kind of like the, the talents, the, you know, the parable of the talents. Um, if you think about the, uh, the master who gave the, the stewards of, of his, estate while he was away and he gave some a lot and some a little bit less and some he gave just a tiny bit to um and two of them went out and and invested them and the third one just kind of hit it in the ground he buried it okay yeah so when we're given the gift of faith and we you know some of us are given a lot some of us are just given a little bit but but we're all given it and we're expected to use that we're expected to invest it to to Place it with the money changers, which, which you know, is yeah. basically putting it out there in society, letting God do his work, you know, through, through at the very least our example of living and letting people know that this is who we are. We identify as Christ. Um, and you hide that. You're the servant who, you know, who buried the money. Now, it's kind of interesting. Jesus picked the guy who got the tiniest bit of money, um, to be the it's guy the who, who got hit picked it. on. Yeah. And, and so, you know, and then his, his master, when he got back, you know, said, okay, take his money away, give it to one, to the one with, with the most. But what Jesus didn't need to say this. I think everybody else who was listening to him got it. But if, if this was how the guy was treated, who was given just a little <laughs> bit of money, um, how badly would the guy have been treated who got the most money if he had just buried it instead? Yeah, you see, the the treatment would have been correspondingly worse for him if he hadn't invested that money. So when we find ourselves in situations or just the way we live our lives, if we're not if we're burying that Christianity, our faith, our inheritance, uh, that's what's going to happen to us. We're going to lose it completely. It's it's not like God's going to take care to make sure that we. Okay, well, he buried it. I'm just going to let him keep his little bit of faith that he's got buried there that he's not amplifying and investing. Yeah. That doesn't, gonna, it doesn't, it, it'll be faith gone. doesn't work that way. Yeah. You know, and the, the thing about that parable is and I, another part of common sense is that the guy, the reason the guy got such a small amount is probably because he hasn't really handled other amounts very well up until then. Right. Um, you know, I, I mean, if you, you go on histories, you know, and if, if you've never been much into, uh, telling people about the faith or at least letting it, uh, kind of shine from the way you live your life, then your faith is going to be small because you haven't done anything yet. Yeah. Yeah. That's, you know, it's, it's exactly that way. I mean, you know, you're, um, you start working for a company as a, um, I don't know, a project manager or something. 
they'll give yeah. you projects for customers, especially you know, be customer interaction, customer facing. They'll give you a few projects first that you know, if they lose that customer, it's not as big a loss. Now you know, you never want to lose any customer. But they try you on smaller projects, right? Let you have fewer interactions with customers. When you've proven yourself, then they give you the bigger ones and 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 trust you to just interact with customers a lot and that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's just standard common business sense. And um, and and right now we're only talking about socially. Um, I guess the next question is, I don't know. I don't know if I would call it public life, but. Well, things like having a statue of Mary out front. Right, right. Yeah. And allowing other Catholics who don't know you to see that you are Catholic or Christian anyway. Do you hang your, hang your rosary on your mirror in your car? (laughs) Right. I mean, that's a big one. You know, you've got a rosary hanging in the car. Most of the time you can make an assumption based on that. Now, of course, a lot of people tend to, uh, hang decorations on their car and people might think it's a decoration but especially if it's if it's not like a real expensive rosary if it's a cheap mm-hmm. set of plastic beads oh yeah then it looks it, like not it, only is it there but it's there to use not just to be a decoration <laughs> right <laughs> that's yeah. yeah i never thought of it that way that's it's it's yeah the, the ones hanging on my cars are, are all real cheap like that um, yeah, but you know, I I notice cars with rosaries, and of course, the thing is, if you're Catholic, I, I don't know about you know, there's there's probably a lot of Christians who who may or may not recognize it for what it is, but the rosary I think is is at least familiar enough culturally that even a lot of non-Catholics, but but certainly all Catholics and a lot of Christians are going to recognize it for what it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, they're Catholic, and if it's another Catholic, it'll be a good thing. Oh yeah, there's Catholic. You know, a, you know somebody that I right. can relate to. That you know, not only Catholic, but a a enough of a thinking Catholic that got a rosary there in their car, whether they ever use it or not. Um, Christian. Some Christians may look at that and say, "Oh, one of those Catholics," you know, or he may say, "Okay, that's he's a Catholic, but he's another Christian." You know, I, I don't know mm-hmm. that, but. Um, but yeah, making it so that and and you know the thing or another one is is you go out to eat. Do you make the sign of the cross when you say your prayers? Well, you know, as a family, right. if if you take your family out to a restaurant, do you also okay before we eat, we're going to all make the sign of the cross, say grace. Um, that could be. In fact, we were out at one place once, and uh, the waitress even said, "I think that is so neat. You take the time to pray before you eat." Mm-hmm. So you know I mean, that's it, also a big notice. deal with. Uh... When you've got a lot of kids, usually if you're a traditional Catholic and you have a lot of kids and you do go out to eat, oh, a lot of times they're that. better behaved than most. Not that's always. True. Not always, but um, yeah, that's true. I mean, my kids, I don't know. I guess they, they get kind of rambunctious, but um, I usually get compliments, especially, see, I always get, I always got, we never went out very much. But mm-hmm. uh, I take my kids to mass every week. I was going to say that's it's another over and over again. I get compliments. Your kids are so well behaved, and yeah. um, it, it, it like, says well, something about Christianity. During mass, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you don't see them with toys <laughs> and books. They're standing there and folding their hands, or you know. You know, that's they're not all standing at attention, but they're... You'll see that. No, they're not at attention, but 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 they're basically behave. They basically know, 
older ones help out with the very younger ones often. And you see that yeah. with people who have a lot of kids. People that got two kids, they're just oh handing them toys and, and Cheerios and stuff and, yeah. and letting them run all over the the uh, the length of the pew to entertain themselves and whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's like they're trying to entertain them. And it's like, you know, they, this child does not need to be entertained. Yeah, he's, he's not going to develop the discipline to, to attend Mass. Yeah, it's sad. Um, but that's kind of off topic. But you know, the what thing about is, at work? What's that? What about at work? At work, every well, you, it gets difficult work. here. <laughs> People at my work know that I'm Christian. Know that I'm Catholic. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, um, I don't. You know, whether it's it's water fountain conversations or whatever, it's you know, I I don't hide from it. You know, we talk about stuff. Sometimes I'll say, well, as a Catholic, you know, just by way of putting it out there, especially yeah. if it's like at a new place of work and I don't really know the people. Um, the place of you know where I work right now is like um, they're kind, kind of, of Christian. It's yeah, I mean, it's, it's a, there's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch Christians. of us that are Catholic. Um, yeah. I mean, the the president of the company and found president and founder of the company is Catholic. Um, so it's kind of easy there. I, I don't, I can't claim any great, um, uh, courage in, in putting it out there where I work right now. Um, but, but no, that's the thing is you, you don't have to, uh, put it out there by way of saying, Hey everybody, I'm Catholic. Yeah. Or, or by way of, you know, finding some kind of controversial thing and saying you're wrong. There will be plenty of times, especially in today's world. People be talking about stuff and you could just, you can introduce your point of view. Uh, of course, you know, the, these days, if when it gets into politics, if you're conservative, you're probably afraid on that score to introduce your point of view. But, right. but if there's something that there's a point of view that, that has some bearing on, on the way things ought to be, you can just say, well, as a Catholic, I feel this, or as a Catholic, I have to say this or something like that or sometimes it's not even that it's like well yeah well you know we catholics we all believe this or something like that it's it's not uh it doesn't have to be something that that you go around waving a flag you can put it out there let people know that's who you are that you identify with christ and then uh they can make of it what they will and then here's the thing though once you do that you're on the hook with god you, see, yeah. you you put that out. So I, I identify with Christ. You got to show better, a good face. Yeah, you you can't be the guy that that comes in late and leaves early. For example, <laughs> you know. I would say you can't there's be almost the guy that's slacking off or anything like that. You you've got to be a good worker too. Then there's almost two phases to it. Um, before you're ever really in a conversation at work that you might even introduce the idea. Um, you, you start at a place and as you talk to people, you get a feel for things. There's the guy mm -hmm. who, uh, you know, drinks every weekend and talks about the parties he's been to or, uh, the women he's been with. And if, if habitually when this happens, you kind of back off from the conversation, not necessarily mm -hmm. preaching to him, but, you he's know, gonna, and, yeah. As it's talked about, kind of like, yeah, okay, well, I'm going to get back to work now. Um, right. And declining declining to encourage people to 
brag about their sins. Right. right. That goes a long way first. Mm-hmm. And most of the time they can guess what you are after that. Sometimes they might just think, well, he's an old fuddy-duddy or something like that, yeah. or there's something wrong <laughs> with <prude>. him. But <laughs> right. generally, as generally, they will already think of you as the Christian um, before other conversations come up. And then once yeah. they do come up, it's a lot easier to say, well, you know how I am. I'm, I went to church on Sunday morning. I didn't sleep in, something like that. Right, right. Yeah, that's that's a, of course you know these days you 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 um, you know you back off the conversations like that and uh, in today's environment um, and and you probably aren't aware of how much this is is being kind of drilled into people's heads, but um, there is in the corporate world so much like forced training about uh, sensitivity and harassment. Oh. And, yeah. And, uh, the, what do they call it? Uh, hostile workplace and all that kind of stuff. Right. Somebody's as likely to think, oh, yeah, he's one of those, uh, you know, <laughs> sold okay. over to the whole PC thing, that kind of stuff. But you know what? That's okay. You, 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 you can't let the possibility of being misinterpreted keep you from being Christian in right. how you present yourself. The, uh, the thing is, and, I've been in work environments where being the Christian is a, it's not a good thing. It's kind of like, oh, really? oh yeah, because I've been in situations where they really dislike Christians. Huh. But, mm-hmm. and, and so like I said, it, I'm not talking about preaching to anyone, but they know I'm the Christian. Mm-hmm. In those kinds of situations, um, every now and then, one of them might want to know more about Christianity. Oh, and right. you're the one they come to if Why they do you guys see... pray to statues. You know, just a, questions like that yeah. that may not even may not even in, be intended to be. That that's one of the things people will ask things that are not intended to be um, derogatory. They're just right. like, I don't get this. Why Why do you do that? You know, that kind of thing. Right. Uh, the same way you might ask a guy, you know, why do you treat women that way? Well, no, that's kind of derogatory. It might be, um, um, I don't get that. What Somebody might say, why do you spend all your weekend fishing? I don't get that, <laughs> you know? So, right. Kind of like that. And, and it gives you a chance then to preach without preaching. Yeah, exactly. Because exactly. It sound, it's more of a, a, I hate to use the word, it's more of a dialogue. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it does kind of. happen, and and a lot of times, I I think throughout most people's lives, they come to some point where for some reason they feel some kind of tug toward Christianity. Yeah. And if people see you living as a Christian and having a generally happy life as a Christian, uh, you're the one they go to. And they say, well, hey, what, what what's this or what's that? And... Uh, if I wanted to do this, what would I have to do? Things like that. Mm-hmm. It opens a lot of doors for you in in way of evangelizing. If you, if people know you're a Christian, both by what you say and by what you do. Yeah. And at the workplace, I think that's that's probably exactly what it needs to be. Certainly, and- it should never be hidden for the sake of 
uh, furthering your career. Right, right. And you know what? That's that's uh, <clears throat> part of that is uh, part of our obligation to um, proclaim our Christianity. You know, by by how we live, by example, and 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 by making it clear that that we are Christians, especially in a in, in a culture where you know it's not like we can say uh i've got to hide my christianity because they'll haul me away in chains and then my family will starve mm-hmm. or anything like that you know we are not that culture yet but right. in since we're not that culture yet part of it is you know there's certainly that obligation there and part of yeah. it is are you miss did, hold on i just lost you oh sorry i can hear you fine though i don't know if i lost you or Hello? if you lost me are we back hey okay. Can you hear me back now? <laughs> I don't know. I could hear you the whole time. And oh, you, yeah? Yeah, uh, right up until when the call disconnected. That's weird. Yeah. I don't know what happened. All right. So, All right. Oh, now God, we got to figure we out about? what you were saying. Oh, okay. Uh, no, no, no. I was saying that that in part part of the, the responsibility to uh, sort of proclaiming your Christianity, uh, because we are in a world where you're not going to be hauled away in chains or anything like that. It's not like you got to hide it um, for yeah. reasons of safety or anything like that. But when somebody does ask you that question, you should be able to answer. So part of proclaiming your Christianity is having that reserve of knowledge of why you do the things that you do as a Catholic. Yeah, yeah. and that's one of those things that... Uh, it's not like you can read a book and say, all right, now I know in case someone asks me, I know what I need to know. Yeah. Um, the more you live as a Christian, the more you learn about it. But that means doing things other than just going to church once a week. It means uh, maybe reading books or listening to certain podcasts like a podcast about Catholic things, things like that. that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and and. Having having your own devotional life, have some novenas that right. you say you know regularly, whether it's a certain time of the year or when a certain cause comes up or whatever. Have a daily prayer life of some kind. Um, during Lent, go do the Stations of the Cross and become familiar with them. Yeah. Uh, doing these things will get you to reflect. And you may think, well, wait a minute, why do I do it? Why do I... Uh, go down on one knee when i go into the church well you know because jesus is there in the tabernacle by the altar it's like oh okay oh, but he's not there in this other church all right so you don't go down on one knee instead you just bow to the altar you know it's and so you right. kind of develop you and 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 ask ask other people if you don't know that that's one of the things i you know i guess if if you're an adult and and you're you've been doing these things for years ostensibly and and then you ask somebody well why do we do this um, it may feel a little bit embarrassing. So, you know, ask somebody that it's okay to feel embarrassed in front of. But if if you're not even sure why you do the things you do, find out. Yeah. Or stop doing them. <laughs> um, that's, that's, yeah, <clears throat> there the, could be that too. <laughs> the thing is, um, 30 or 40 years ago, if somebody's, if you were identified as a Christian, most people took that as a plus. And yeah. maybe maybe more than 40 years ago, maybe 50 or 60 years ago. Um, it wasn't, people didn't hide their Christianity. They kind of, 
uh, wore it on their sleeves, and everybody knew when a person was Christian. The problem, <laughs> yeah, it's kind almost of like became, everybody knew when you when you weren't. It, it, it was more like assumed. Yeah, yeah it, everybody is in, in, in kind of um, Puritan cultured, you know, pro- Protestant America. Right. I don't know how it happened. That I don't I don't know what it was that made Christians suddenly feel like I don't need to uh, I don't need to let other people know about it. Like I I need to not preach or I don't. Is it because they didn't want to preach, or is it be, how there was a time that people stopped being publicly Christian before it was um, looked down upon. Right. Christianity right. was looked down upon. They stopped doing it, and then people started looking down on it. It became irrelevant before it became uh, yeah. discouraged. And if, if people had not hidden their Christianity, I don't think we'd be in a situation that we are in now. You know, Whereas, that, I, I honestly think that that part of it has to do with um, our legal systems and this is something that maybe we could have stopped maybe this is another example of the 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 parable of the talents because it was so easy to be christian and to make society feel christian you know in the united states once upon a time yeah the and ten commandments on the, on the stone it. out in yeah. front of the city hall was it's just a thing and for example yeah so, but, but the, uh, the thing is, so our system of laws that, you know, we've gotten rid of that. We've gotten, you know, we've, we've tried to divest, um, at, even at a local level, all the government institutions of any sort of, um, Christian symbolism under the, under the, uh, uh, manufactured, um, guise of, of a, a, um, separation of church and state and, then it went even a little bit further and um, tried to make it so that even if you weren't a government institution, but just a guy engaging in business or yeah. a business, you you can't make Christianity part of your business transaction. So, for example, um, and, and, you know, I got to be really careful how I say this here because um, this is something that, you know, it kind of grew out of the, um, the the civil rights laws, especially with regards to things like uh, work anti-discrimination and that kind of stuff. Um, and certainly that under the law, there shouldn't be any, you know, discrimination of, of say, legal protections. Like, you know, like, well, okay, the, the, the law says it's uh, not okay to, to rob one guy, but it is okay to rob another. That would be wrong. That kind right. of stuff. You know, so equal protection of the law and all that kind of stuff is great. Um, and, yes, yeah, certainly people should not be, uh, you know, discriminating on, on the basis of race and that kind of stuff. But this sort of, um, this broad intervention, this, this sort of assumption that grew into American society and actually I think society around the world that says, hey, we society at large, we the government, we the state, we whoever, um, we have the right to tell you not only what you 
you know, may or may not do in, in terms of business practices, like, okay, you're, you're not allowed to, um, you know, you use your money in order to, uh, try to, um, force mothers to, to, uh, you know, sell their children into, into, uh, uh, servitude or something like that. Okay. You know, that's one kind of thing, but even of the things that you're allowed to do, well, you're allowed to hire that guy. You're allowed to hire this guy, but, but we get to tell you the reasons you're allowed to use in order to make a decision to do one or the other of options that are both perfectly legal. So then thought control. Yeah. Thought control. Exactly. So now there's this sort of, uh, not explicit, but nonetheless, uh, this sort of cloud of oppression against the idea of, Hey, all right, I'm going to buy from this company because he's a Christian or I'm going to hire this guy because he's a Christian, you know, and not in the sense that, all right, I'm out to get non-Christians or I don't want to benefit non-Christians or anything like that. But you know, this, this idea of it's an advantage, you know, when you're dealing with me, it's an advantage for you to be a Christian, not because I'm going to jip you if you're a non-Christian, but because I will prefer to deal with you if you're a Christian. There's a, there's a level of understanding. There's a level of, of, um, you know, brotherhood and sanctity that, that establishes and even to take it a little bit that kind of further. Um, look, I, I want to hire a guy who I think is trustworthy, who won't steal from me, who will work hard because it's good to put effort into whatever you're doing. Right. And, uh, who isn't going to, Go home and get drunk every night so that the next morning he's not hung over. And um, Christianity encourages all that. Right. So it would make sense that I would hire a Christian because that's the kind of person I'm looking for. Right. Yeah. There's a, there's a, a, a foundational commonality in, in what is considered good. In terms so of we can call it profiling, so so but yeah. it's a lot easier to hire a good Christian because you know he's got all the stuff that you're looking for in an employee, right? And but and you can't so, do that, right? That exactly. So now there's this there's this sort of uh, this oppression of of uh, kind of decision making freedom, and and again, it's not um, it's not that you know society is saying. Sure, you can have A, you can have B, you can have C. We don't care, but the reasons for picking A, B, or C, they better be on our list of approved reasons. And, and that's yeah. got people, I think, I think that more than anything else has to do with suppressing this, this idea of Christianity being a social advantage, turning it into an irrelevancy. And now, as you can see, that that was actually probably a little bit of the work of the devil. Now it's becoming a disadvantage in America to right. be a Christian. Yeah, and now more and more people hide. You know, they call it Trump shy. They're afraid to admit that they're for Trump. But it's so much more than that. It's it's Christian shy, and mm-hmm. they're afraid to admit that they are Christian. And it's uh, well. It's it's gotten bad to the point where people feel ashamed to be Christians, and right. the only way that it gets better is for Christians to be a little bit more loud 
And, uh, yeah, Taylor Marshall brings it up every once in a while. We need to take up space. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We need to be exactly. out there. We need to occupy need to, cultural space in our society. Yeah, and, and not be ashamed of it. Not feel we have to explain it every time mm -hmm. and say, well, this isn't bad. This isn't, uh, we don't hate gays. We just uh, don't care for what they do. And we, we don't have to explain that every time. Right. We're, we're against homosexuality. It's a, it's a sin. Yeah. And it's we, a sin. we think it it's ought a, to be stopped. Uh, right. Uh, uh, and so we should <laughs> we should just act that way. We should discourage that whenever possible. Um, so then we get to things like, see, this plays out so much in this election because people it, it does. It, I do bring it back to Trump because people are so afraid to admit publicly that they're for Trump. I've I had the only, well. There was me and one other guy who had Trump signs in our yards. Mm -hmm. um, I put mine up, and then I noticed he had his up. I don't know which one of us did it first. Oh, okay. But um, I know a lot of these people are for Trump. Yeah, but they're just afraid to put the sign out. Because they're afraid to, to get their tires slashed or whatever. Um, you know, there was actually a survey done. I forget who did the survey. I mean, it was, it was one of those that was reasonably... Um, you know, uh, you, you could believe it. Um, yeah. and, and it, it was, you know, they, they did it on a spectrum, you know, self-identifying in terms of political views and so on and so forth. But, but it was really about the, the either fear for fear of, of like, like social rebuke and that kind of stuff, um, or for, uh, repercussions even of letting people know what your political views are. And yeah. it was, it was pretty solid um, that it, the the trend was the more liberal you are, the less afraid you are to let people know what your political views are. The more conservative you are, the more afraid you are to let people know what your political right. views are. You know, the thing is this. There was a time when it was not just easy, but uh, it was celebrated to let everyone know that you were Christian. And for mm -hmm. some reason... Everybody hid their Christianity. And yeah. it slowly grew to the point where it is a disadvantage to admit that you're a Christian now. If and, we don't fight this, eventually it will become deadly to admit that you are a Christian. Yeah. And that's where I think it, that's why I bring it back to the parable of the talents. It was so easy to hang on to that. It would have been so easy to say, no, we're going to continue to proclaim we're Christian. Yeah. We're going to continue to take up space to make that part of our cultural milieu that the expectation is that you're Christian. We gave that up. Yeah. It's, it's still, you know, it may be a tiny bit uncomfortable from time to time, but it's still easy to yeah. be a Christian publicly. Well, you know what? If we can't do it while it's easy, then we're going to lose our faith when it's hard. And and yeah. so many of us who are unwilling to do that, unwilling to put ourselves out there now when it's easy, do you think God's going to going to give us the gift of hanging on to our faith and and making the grade and attaining salvation once the persecutions come? No. He he already told us he's not going to in the parable of the talents. Right. 
And and I would point out one more thing. If if you're embarrassed to show your association with Jesus Christ, oh, uh, yeah. what do you think is going to happen on your judgment day? Is he going to be embarrassed to, to be associated with you in front of his father? Yeah. And I mean, this is a real concern that people need to have. It reminds me of the line in uh, in uh, A Man for All Seasons when they're asking him to sign the thing for fellowship's sake. And he says, uh, when, when you go to heaven for doing your conscience and I go to hell for not doing mine, are you going to come with me for fellowship's sake? <laughs> I guess it's not a perfect, it's not a perfect parallel, but. No, but yeah, that's, <clears throat> but that's the thing. I mean, if, if you've got that, um, I mean, if you already feel like your Christianity shouldn't be proclaimed anyway, then why don't you just be honest and quit being Christian? But right. if you, if you are having that, that nag, that feeling, that, that sort of slight guilt trip that, uh, yeah, you know what? I, I don't put it out there enough. Um, well, you know what? Now's the time to start because it's not going to get har- easier. It's going to get harder. And, yeah. you know, he who, who is reliable in small things will be given greater responsibilities, but he who has uh, little will be will lose what little he has. You know, that. Yeah. that's the parable. Yeah. I uh, can't think of anything else to say about this. Well, uh, me neither, except to uh, point out that, that, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, what you should do and, and how you can do it and that kind of stuff uh, in today's world. Um, obviously, you know, I want to give due recognition to Christians who, you know, obviously there's the early Christians in the Roman Empire. They were slaughtered yeah. for being Christians. You've got Christians right now being persecuted uh, in Japan, I mean uh, China, for being Christian, yeah. I mean, the the Catholic Church, I I I don't know how Christians do, do it today. Yeah. I know because you've got today Christians are being sold out by their their bishops and and um, and the Pope and and so I I don't know how Christians do it today. It's Those so who sad. are it's it's it, at the very and they're least, still Catholics. yeah, exactly that they 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 yeah. remain Catholic in spite of all of this. Um, you've got Christians who are being beheaded in um, uh, Middle Eastern countries, Muslim countries. Um, right. You've got Christians. Uh, there was who, like people stabbed in the church in France. Yeah, that just, was just in the nice. other week. Yeah, nice. in Nice. Um, man, where is Nice? I, it, That's not France, in, is it? See, I thought it was France, but then I thought it was in Italy. I mean, I heard it was in France, but I thought it was in Italy. Maybe there's two different stabbings. City of Nice in France. N-I-C-E. Nice. It is France Uh, then. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. So, um, anyway, yeah, there's, 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 there's places and, and increasingly, you know, like the one in Nice, that's, that's not a, uh, systematic persecution that's that's somebody doing something okay but right there are parts of the world where it is systematic um and where people are you know need to be afraid for their lives and they're living their faith anyway and when they're pulled out and 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 put under the sword they're not they're not balking they're not shying away they're accepting martyrdom um death for being a christian 
Uh, of course, they go, you know, they enter straight into the glory of heaven when that happens. Um, but that but don't make it easier. No, no, that's... At the time. <laughs> um, so, if if there were people out there doing that, then, you know, for us to not be willing to just be recognized as Christians here in America, that's like spitting on them. You know, that is so yeah. insulting to these martyrs. Yeah. Because it's so easy for us right now. Yeah, we need to uh we need to take up space and uh live your Christian life and not be ashamed of it. Yeah. And uh and and even there there are Christians out there who even there are Catholics within the Catholic Church who are afraid to be Catholic. Mm-hmm. You know, there are, there are Catholics who who know that abortion is wrong and that homosexuality is wrong, and won't admit that even to other Catholics because it's so it's not woke. Oh right, right. Um, That's yeah. And certainly Catholics who realize that Trump is. Uh, kind of the last chance for America and that he needs to be supported and who still refuse to support him because uh, they would be shamed in front of their other Catholic friends. Um, Our, our, the priest at St. Martin's congratulated uh, the president elect Biden on Sunday. Yeah. Which by the way, should should we, let, let me explain this to everybody. Biden is not, even if all the tallies of all the states stand, even if you accept them as they are, and even if there were no challenges, Biden is not the president-elect. Right. Biden does not get elected by the people of the United States. Biden gets elected, or the president, whoever he is, gets elected by delegations of electors sent from each state. And on December 14th is when there will be a president-elect. Until December 14th, there cannot be a president-elect. There are just candidates. They they are still candidates, so yeah. you know stop with the foolishness. Yeah, and uh, and support support the one guy who's trying to clean up yeah. Washington because I I'm telling you he is the last chance. Yeah, I, I mean that I don't believe there will ever be a, an election again if he's not if they steal this giant one that so many people were so pumped up about. It, yeah, is there going to be another one where where you can get that much enthusiasm to where it won't be easy to steal? No, from now on they'll be super easy to steal. It's like we took the main guy out; we could do anything, and that's yeah. what they'll do. Now, yeah, I we should do another one on on that, but because uh, I I'm actually seeing some hopeful things in what's going on, even if Trump doesn't end up winning, that that he could end up doing us a lot of good. Uh, do a yeah. lot more good if he if if he prevails, but he could even end up doing a lot of good just in what he's doing now. Um, yeah. So, but we, we'll talk about that another one at another time. Okay. Uh, let's see. I okay. I do not have very many uh, news events. Um, you know, we've got protests going on across the country because of what's going on. I, I think most of them are liberals. I don't think a lot of conservatives are protesting out there. They don't um, know how to. They're trying to wash it. They're trying to make it look like we are protesting and we are starting trouble. And it it's really not the case. 
No, I and mean, we'd have to take lessons from Antifa in order to even figure yeah. out how to we do just, a, a real riot. Okay, let's let's go downtown and hold uh, a sign on the corner yeah. for a little while, and then what? What let's, are you protesting yeah. what to do? do? <laughs> we, let's, What's let's, the point of this? Let's surround the courthouse and, and, and hold signs and, and shout some slogans for a little while. That that would be the extent okay. of a conservative protest. Yeah, and right then now. we go home, <laughs> Yeah, and then that's it. Somebody will give a speech. Somebody will make a prayer, you know. <laughs> and we'll feel good about ourselves. <laughs> that's, that's right. That's that's the extent of conservative protest right now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Which isn't to say, I mean, you know, if, if, if it ever becomes real, I hope that, you know, conservatives would answer a call to arms. But the point is, it would be a call to arms. It wouldn't just be a wanton riot. Conservatives right. don't do that. It has to be an actual call, and yeah. there has to be something for them to do with the arms. Mm-hmm. Get your guns and go take over City Hall and wait for my orders. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah, occupy but, that building or something. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not just occupy a six-block uh, radius and... and try, to, uh, try to spread and, some dirt on tarps and grow grow marijuana plants. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Steal from uh, homeless people, or no? The homeless people stole from them, didn't they? <laughs> no, they stole from everyone. Well, yeah, they stole it, from that, everyone, and the then whole they thing said, was "So stupid." Then they said, "I'll oh, see how." Here, see, here's here's how great society is going to be under the way we're doing things. Uh, homeless people, you can all have the stuff, and they set the stuff out so the homeless people. Because this is in Seattle, the homeless people came and they grabbed it and ran away. <laughs> <laughs> The whole thing was crazy. It was farcical. Um, oh, okay. Well, go ahead. Facebook uh, bans a large group called Stop the Steal. Uh, and I guess they shut that down. Facebook and Twitter are shutting any kind of uh, uh, re- revolt down. Uh, they're, they're keeping Trump supporters from being in any way organized or communicating with each other as yeah. much as they can. Yeah, um, and we knew this was going to happen. You know, that's the thing. If, if as they say, the elections themselves are mostly regular, mostly fair, mostly you know that that there really isn't broad based fraud, uh, uh-huh. and that everything is really on the level and on the up and up. Um, what's the what's the danger? What are they afraid of? What are they actually combating by trying to censor these things? Yeah, I know. You know, it, it, if if everything's on the up and up, then transparency will cause these, you know, arguments and, and, and claims and, and all of the prattle among conservatives to die out. So what I, is it they're, what's their, what are they going for? I mean, the fact that they're doing this shows that there's something there. Yeah, I know. We, but we always, we know that and we knew this was coming and we knew exactly Everything that's happening, we knew was going to happen. And it's yeah, happening exactly the way we thought it was going to happen. Yeah. So, uh, okay, here's something kind of, I don't know. China condemns U.S. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo's decision to remove the militant group East Turkestan Islamic Movement from our list of designated terrorist groups. Huh. Now, I would now, have. China wants to shut down Islam uh, almost as much as they want to shut down Christianity. They want to shut down anything that's theistic. Yeah, 
Or control it. Yeah. If they can control it, I guess they're just as happy with that. But so um, East Turkestan, I'll have to look into these guys. I wonder if they're causing the Chinese some problems. Yeah, I don't know. I, that, they're that's... they're upset because Mike Pompeo is Removed no longer them. designating them as a terrorist, terrorist group. group. And who knows? Maybe they're not. I don't know. But uh, yeah. I'll tell you what. Under Biden, they'll, they'll become one. I don't mean that Biden oh, yeah. will designate them one. Is what I mean is that. Um, there will be a rise in ISIS-type groups and, and quasi-states if Biden gets into the White House. It, yeah. It, we'll see it. It'll come back just like it came under uh, Obama, and it'll be worse. Yeah. Uh, you know what? Everything else is about uh, Trump saying, I won, and Biden saying, I won, and all of the networks going with Biden. Other than Trump, uh, he fires the defense secretary, uh, Mark Esper. Yeah, that I think that mainly had to do with, with Esper's uh, disagreement with Trump over the threshold for invoking the Insurrection Act. Yeah. To put down riots. Well, Trump had tweeted something to the effect that, hey, I do have control of the military people. Don't worry. Okay. Well, that's good. Because I mean, I think I think Trump's threshold was if they're attacking a federal building, that's the oh. threshold. And I think Esper yeah. didn't, didn't agree with that. Okay. Yeah, he had he had talked some smack earlier. I remember, and I thought, why is he why is he there? Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I Trump's so alone. Trump Trump is so alone in Washington. I know. <laughs> he's still swinging. He's still fighting. He's even out there playing golf. Yeah. Um, he he just needs our a hundred percent support. Yep, and absolutely. Just absolutely. stand ready. That's that's all the news I got. We had a short show today. All right. Well, I got a couple things. Um, a okay. few of them. Few of them are things that I found on uh, the um, New Oxford in my New Oxford Review, and a few are things that I just found online. This this kind of ties into what we were talking about. So we were talking about uh, Seattle before. <laughs> okay, so um, according to the New York Post, uh, the city of Seattle has... Okay, so you know the whole defund the police thing, right? Yeah. Okay, so Seattle has hired a convicted pimp who has gone to jail, uh, well, gone to prison... Um, for pimping uh, girls, some of whom were even underage. So Seattle hires this guy on a $150,000 contract to come up with alternatives to policing. Is, I mean... Was it the... <laughs> this is back in September. New York Post. Uh, his, his explanation is, um, he says that his particular genius, or his, partic- his genius in this particular area is saying that he can talk to gang members, pimps, and prostitutes who won't sit down with anybody else. Oh, okay. So that's well, gonna be that's gonna be your alternative to police it is we're gonna divide the neighborhood up and put gangs in charge. That's that's see, Seattle this is why, alternative to policing. This is why I just don't believe the election results that are being told to us right now. Nobody in their right look, Hamilton County we had a uh, we had a sheriff for a long time I gotta say, I'm pretty happy with the Hamilton County Sheriff Department. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we call them, they come. Uh, they don't 
They don't harass us, pulling us over every five seconds and give us tickets for... We do get pulled over sometimes, but it's usually, hey, your head, your light's out, you'll get that fixed. Usually yeah. it's just so they have a pretense to check your, run your plates down. Mm-hmm. Um, they do a good job. And they said, we are not going to be the mask police. Do not call us. Actually, yeah, I take that back. They they may have agreed to arrest people for the masks. I don't remember at this point. But what I do know is that our sheriff lost, the incumbent lost, to this woman who's uh, pro-defunding the police and has been in jail, actually, has been arrested. I think she's been convicted. Uh, I don't remember what for, but there is no way this woman won. And that's why I just oh, yeah. don't believe like, the election results. At a, at a local level, they don't make sense. But And, you know, we, we right. know... I, actually, I don't know how old you were when mom and dad were in the platform Republicans. And, oh, and I remember. That, that We knew shenanigans that were going on at that time with yeah, the votes. Yeah, there were... There were dead people voting and all kinds of stuff that we uncovered. And, and you know, the break, problem break, is we couldn't do anything about it. Breakdowns at the counting machines that suddenly when they came back online, things were reversed. Stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, just, yeah. you know, but, but yeah, like, like you say, couldn't do anything about it. So anyway, so pimps, pimps are going to be, that's, that's the, that's the defunding police plan. You, you take your pimps yeah. who I guess are, you know, masters at, at organizing and controlling people. You get them to work with the gang members to divide up the city into uh, regions or whatever, and each gang controls a region, and now you've got law and order on your streets. That's the answer. Because all, criminals all get along together, and yeah. they'll talk to each other and That's right. cooperate he can t- with he can each talk other. To the gang they just members. won't cooperate with the cops. That's all. Right. So get the cops out, let the criminals be in charge, and everything's going to be okay. Hunky-dory. Yep. All right. All right. So uh, we've got, uh, (laughs) this is kind of funny, the Rhode Island Department of Revenue um, sent out about 176 tax refund checks uh, where the signatories were Mickey Mouse and Walt Disney. Uh, The signatures on the checks. The people who signed the checks? The people who signed this, just say, you know, you write a check out to somebody and then you got to sign it and you write yeah. your name on it. So the signature on the check, instead of being the treasury of the uh, uh, of Rhode Island, was Mickey Mouse or Walt Disney. Okay. So what happens to those checks? Do they get? Well, no, they'll they'll be reissued. But the the reason it happened was because when they're testing their software. To, and, and they test their software. They got to generate checks. They don't want those oh. checks to be real. So their test software is okay. designed to put Mickey Mouse on there. Well, somehow those images for the Mickey Mouse signatures got into the real software. Okay. <laughs> you know, you think about this though. If if I signed my name Mickey Mouse on all my checks, I doubt many of anybody them would, would come notice. Back to me. Yeah. <laughs> there was a guy that maybe uh, they would at the bank. I don't know. Maybe. But I. Maybe, maybe not. Who knows? But but there was a guy who who thought of that on uh, you know on your credit card, and it's like some people check the back for the signature, some yeah. people won't. Uh, I always just write check ID, and if anybody actually reads it, they'll check my ID. But most people don't. Yeah. And so he, he so one guy thought, okay, so you've got the question about the back of the credit card, but what about the signature that you put on the credit slip right in front of the person? And so he started signing all kinds of names 
Elvis Presley, Mickey Mouse, and that kind of stuff. And people would just accept it. One person even compared Elvis Presley to the back of his credit card and then decided to accept it. (laughs) You know, when I I sign my name, I, I... I just write a line. I just if, blah, blah, blah. if it's electronic, I do that too. Um, if it one and on one he put Shamu the whale, and he even drew a picture of a whale. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, that's uh, that's kind of funny. Um, now they had the uh, they had the signatures when I went to vote. They asked for my signature, mm-hmm. and I and it and it had an old sig- signature there from me. And instead of signing it, I did what I always do nowadays. I just wrote a line, which is even even more so because they had a big old plastic bag over the sign thing. And you, oh, okay, yeah, it, it's like, it was just ridiculous. Forget, you're not going to get a real signature there. Just do a line. I yeah, but <laughs> now I'm ever since all this trouble started, I'm starting to think uh, things like that are going to be challenged. You know, if if oh. If the election is challenged, then my vote would probably be one that is challenged. They'd be like, "Hey, this guy, this isn't the, the signature." signature although, <laughs> although it the match, uh, it might match all the samples they have of yours if they're all electronic. No, because, I don't know. Well, the other thing is that they they check the ID, the uh, voter. They actually scan your driver's license when you go into vote. Yeah, that's in that's Ohio. how they do it here in Indiana. So, by the way, you voted yeah. on, on on election day. I know you did because you think that's the only way to make it count. I voted on election yeah. day. Um, so many people voted early in my county that had early voting that when I went on an election day to vote, I went in around 9, 30, 10 o'clock, whatever, and yeah. there was no line, literally. I walked in. Really? And I, I was... It, I, I I walked right up to the, the place where you wait to go into the room, and the only thing I was waiting on, there was nobody in front of me. I was just waiting on the next poll worker to open up. Yeah. It was in well, and out. I, I, we were crowded. I was crowded. I had to wait like 30 minutes. Oh, that's nothing. There were people waiting four hours the day yeah. before at, at <coughs> the place that I voted. I heard a, another yeah. a poll worker talking. That's weird. Four hours mm. after the polls closed. It was like polls closed at noon. It was a, uh, on Monday, and he said that there were uh, people still voting at four o'clock on Monday. I, I wonder. I don't know. It's so, weird. Yeah. Anyway, so I, this is one that I can't say. I I, I want to put it on our a website if if you can find this. So go just go to Google. Are you at your computer? Yeah, of course yeah. you're at your computer. You're recording. Go to Google and okay. type. Type in um, uh, Palencia, P-A-L-E-N-C-I-A, statue. Spain? Yeah. Palencia, Spain, statue. And hit enter. And probably the first story, hopefully it has pictures. This is a guy. the potato head of Palencia. Yeah. So so there was a statue. And, you know, they have their ornate statues in Spain and stuff. And this guy, this uh, artist, I don't know who he was. Um, decided that he was going going to, um, you know, that it needed a restoration. He got the city to pay him uh-huh. to do a restoration. Can you see the picture, the before and after picture of the restoration? Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty bad. It's awful. 
And Would there did was... he do it maybe on purpose? or It looks like he added stone to that. Yeah, I don't I believe don't... it. No, no, he. I don't. I don't know what he did, but it's awful. Um, it actually is. Rem- there, there was a, about eight years ago. Was it? Yeah, eight years ago. There was uh, another one, a a, um, a fresco of Christ in another Spanish city that had a similar kind of effect. Somebody that really wasn't schooled in the arts did the restoration, and it made Jesus end up look like like he had a monkey head or something like that. Yeah. Well, so, I, I'll tell you what. Are you at Google? Yeah. Okay, type in Cincinnati Christmas tree. Got it. This is awful. Okay. Uh, Did you see that Charlie Brown looking tree there? <laughs> with the big old gash? The big old gash in the side? Yeah, that's our tree this year. <laughs> oh my, where'd they get that? That's. I don't know. <laughs> you uh, Today's show has misshapen Cincinnati Christmas tree is perfect for 2020. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Cincinnati's Cincinnati's a laughing stock now because our Christmas tree's modeled after 2020. It's so bad. (laughs) Talk about Charlie Brown. Yeah. Okay. I I I think I don't know. Maybe maybe they were maybe it looked good and as they were setting it up it just things fell apart i don't know could be could be i don't know they need to take it down and just leave it it down and say we're not going to have a christmas tree this year or maybe they can find another one quickly i don't it's not it's it's a few weeks till christmas (laughs) it's so bad all right all right so um okay so we i asked this before in front of our family and i'll I'll ask you and let just kind of let you answer what is a karen um um I'm not asking you to look it up. A Karen is a your, your term middle-aged woman. It. A Karen is a middle-aged woman. I'm no, I'm not reading that. I was. Okay. I have to. When you come up with your stories, I got to write them down oh, so okay. that I can remember how to type them in later. Yeah. Um, a Karen is a middle-aged woman, probably middle-aged woman, who feels it's her obligation to make sure everybody else is following the rules. Exactly. That's how I. No matter what those rules are. That's what I've always thought. Okay, so so um, this I I actually have to blame. This is one from the New Oxford Review, and I think it's the New Oxford Review editors that have this wrong. The story is that a Domino's Pizza in New Zealand um, ended up having to cancel a promotion offering complimentary pizzas to customers named Karen that weren't Karens. Now, the reason they thought they were doing a good thing, maybe in New Zealand they just don't get the term Karen, but here's how the the, the little news piece describes a Karen. A term that has gained prominence as a pejorative for white women who act entitled or racially insensitive in public or who refuse to wear masks to prevent the spread of coronavirus. Actually, no. the, the Karens are the ones running around forcing everybody to wear the masks. Yeah, yeah. No, they're so, wrong on that. Yep, yep, but they're wrong. But that anyway, sounds like an awesome uh, uh, pizza sale. Yeah, they, but they ended up canceling it. They, they, well, you know, they, they were they were hammered down by the 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 racial thing. You know, oh, you know. They said we wanted to bring. It's so us- stupid that they give in to these things. I know. It's like that's what know, guys, bothers me. We're just why don't fun. you just have it anyway? For once, stand up and just say we're going to do it anyway. Yeah, and just- not back down 
from the uh, media. You I, may choose to be offended. We're not offending you, but you may choose to be offended. We're not going to back down anyway. Yeah, exactly. And if you're offended, okay, be offended. Yep. You'll get over it. <laughs> okay. That's crazy. So, uh, Hasbro had to pull a doll from their store shelves uh, after about 150,000 signatures <laughs> accused them of promoting child abuse. So they have a doll. Okay, these these are little dolls where you you uh, uh, push a, a button on the doll's belly and it says phrases like "How about a hug?" or something like that. Well, yeah. Then they have another dog, or another dog. They have another button on the doll's uh, bottom, and when you push really? the, when you push on the doll's bottom, she makes sounds like "wee" or "oh." Really? <laughs> no. <laughs> here's the thing. They didn't do that, did <laughs> they? They did, they did that. But here, here's the thing, though. It was meant to be that when you set the doll down, the button activates. Oh. <laughs> they just didn't think it through. <laughs> yeah, apparently not. You wouldn't have to think about that one real hard. I know. To, it's like, to see the problem. Guys, this isn't a good idea. <laughs> Okay. Do so- you remember when um, I must have been around? I must have been like a preteen at the time. Um, one of the one of the they were selling these Sesame Street Big Bird dolls, okay. and you pull the cord and it would talk, yeah. or maybe it was just programmed to talk. I can't remember how it talked, mm-hmm. but somehow a bunch of them got out of the uh, store. With like, like racial slurs and stuff like that. No, I don't remember and that. They that would push a, a button and it would say, um, I, "I remember they had it on the news. They showed it, mm-hmm. uh, the Big Bird saying in Big Bird's voice, hey, we're going to go kill some N words.' What seriously? I, yeah, wow. I, it was like creepy. It was scary." Wow. Listening Man. to this Big Bird voice say this, I I don't like know Chucky how it doll. happened. That's I, like uh, uh, child's play, Chucky doll stuff. Yeah, yeah, it was it was it was just creepy. Oh man, oh I but don't. It was that. a long time ago. I, I guess someone had had a grudge or something in the store, and they were able to know they knew how to do this, and they did it, and. A few of them got out, I guess, and there was a recall and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. um, I don't know. It just reminds me of that doll. But this was on purpose. You push, push the doll's bottom, and it squeals with delight, huh? Yeah. Wow. I I don't know how Hasbro missed that one. <laughs> Man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how many how many people did that have to get past? And nobody said. Hey guys, yeah. <laughs> maybe we should have little have, girls saying "wee" when you push on their bottoms. <laughs> I know they have giant departments where there's like hundreds of people who have to approve of something before yeah. it can get to yeah. I, I mean, get marketing to the store. and everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. All right. So, um, Eli Lilly. Um, drug maker here in Indianapolis came out with a uh, coronavirus drug. It's not a uh, vaccine. It's a therapeutic drug, an- antibody therapy, um, uh-huh. meant for mild to moderate infections for patients over 12, blah, blah, blah. The name of this drug, 
I'm going to try to say it first time without messing it up. I will probably okay. fail. <laughs> okay. It's Bam Lanivimab. Bam Lanivimab. Bam Bam Lanivimab. I can't even say it again. Bam Lanivimab. Yeah. B A M Bam L A N Lan I V I Iv Mab M A B Bam Lanivimab. This is Eli's Eli Liddy's name for the drug. The news article has like various tweets of people like making fun of like one, one guy has uh, oh black Betty, bam lamb and a bab you know the, the <laughs> oh black Betty, bam yeah. <laughs> and then the other one has top five Lovecraft gods ranked number five is bab lamb and I, oh, well, I, I mean, it probably means something. Yeah, There's probably some Latin in there somewhere. <laughs> it doesn't sound like any Latin I ever spoke. Oh. <laughs> well, got... I don't know. I mean, <laughs> they make these words up for these drugs. Somebody's got to make them up. And they, I always assumed that they're based off some kind of core chemical. It could be. I don't know. Somebody's got... It's like they wrote, the drug is called, and then something real bad happened. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> or maybe somebody was just joking. They're like, watch, I'm going to put this. <laughs> That's goofy. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, so, <clears throat> got a uh, couple more here. One is just an interesting little thing. Guy in China, uh, a bit of a uh, heavy guy. <laughs> This is this is going to be the irony. The irony is not pointed out in the uh, in the little blurb that I've got here. But, but overweight Chinese man found his big belly to be a lifesaver. He got wedged in a well, prevented him from falling into it. Twenty-eight year old uh, got trapped in his family's well in a village in the Henan province. After breaking through the wood that has covered it, um, he got stuck. So he sure. just waited patiently while the firemen put a rope around him and heaved him up. But here's the thing. There aren't a whole lot of fat Chinese guys. Well, I'm thinking sumo, okay? That's Japanese, I think. You know what? You're right. That's Japanese. You gotta, I don't know. There are, Japanese guys are a lot bigger than Chinese guys. You gotta work to be a fat Chinese guy, don't you? I think so. And then that means you gotta have food, and there's not much food in China anyway. Well, in this province, he must be one of the the, the provincial lords He's or something like that. One of like the that. wealthy, yeah. the elitists. Well, he has a well in his family's backyard. So, anyway, huh. here's the irony that they don't point out. Um, he was so fat that it saved his life from falling into the well. That if he weren't so fat, the wood probably wouldn't have he broken under have his fell. weight anyway. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, so we did Chinese, China, now we're going to do uh, Japan. A uh, pair of Tokyo parks attracted worldwide attention for their unusual new feature, public toilets with transparent walls. All right. Wow. So, so, we did one about toilets not long ago. I know. but it's These not, Japanese are going everywhere. Uh, they're going all the out, toilets. that's right. Now, here's the thing. You, do you ever watch... Um, did you ever watch the show Lie to Me? Lie to me. No. Yeah, okay. Uh, you ever watch the movie uh, 
a sum of all fears with uh, with Ben Affleck and and uh, Morgan Freeman? I I think I did, but I don't remember anything about it. Okay, well, there's this one part where they're going into the 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 room that you know where where he's kind of first being introduced to the you know high security discussion that they're going to have, and they show him walking in, and this the uh, security guy closes the door behind them. And, and it's a glass-walled room that they're all walking into, and then suddenly all the walls turn opaque, smoky white. Oh, yeah, okay. Okay, so that these toilets are like that. So okay. the, they're only transparent when they're not occupied. You go in, and then they turn, you know, opaque so that nobody can see you. And then at night, yeah, but... they light up, and they have lights inside of different colors, and so they look like lanterns and that kind of stuff, but... Yeah. You know, what if that malfunctions right in when you're in the middle of business? Yeah, that's what I was going to say. What if it breaks? Or, exactly. I don't know how it... I guess some kind of current is uh, applied to the glass to make it opaque. Um, no. If you lost electricity... Well, maybe... Maybe it defaults to it. Maybe you got to apply electricity to keep it clear or something. Right. Well, still, that could still break. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, it could go the wrong way. Yeah. So, anyway, I, here's the thing that, at the end, it got me to thinking. So, the very last sentence says, uh, Users said that remembering to lock the doors is important since you can't tell from the outside whether the walls appear transparent or just frosted from the outside. Or you can't tell well, from the inside whether the walls appear transparent or frosted. So, you get inside, and if you forget if the walls... If you forget to lock the door, I guess it's possible that you can't see out, but people could see in. I don't know. Um, yeah. But... Well, that would be... Then what's the point of locking the door anyway? Exactly. It, it's... Okay, so then you got to lock the door, so if anybody needs to know, they could just go up and try the door anyway. So... It's uh, yeah. kind of a, and they can see you. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think Japanese people just much must have too much time on their hands to come up. With I guess some of this so. Stuff. I would just hold it. I would I, not visit I that. I think bathroom. so. I think I'd do that too. Or find a corner. When you're a man, the whole world is your toilet. Yep. Yep. All right. That's all I got. <laughs> right. Okay. Every, you got a lot of them. That's like. I know. It's eight it's, of them or something. I know, I know. Every tree's a toilet when you're a man. <laughs> well, you, yeah, you owed us one from... Uh, I had none last time. Right, okay. So now you're two ahead. That's right. It's, it's, I didn't know I was working on a quota system. <laughs> yeah, about three a week <laughs> is your average. Yeah, okay. All Sometimes right, it's well, hard to, uh, pin, you know, to, to call them and, and figure out which ones should yeah. be left out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. That gives me anyway, just enough time to go to the store and get cigarettes. All right, yeah, better hurry. Before they close. It's almost... Uh, All right, well, folks, think about what we said and start start wearing your Christian badge where people can see it. That's and right. put the signs in your yard and quit being afraid. Yep, and as always, uh, circle the circle beads. those beads. Put, put them up in your, uh, in your uh, mirror, yeah. in your car. Let everybody know. That's I circle right. beads. That's right. Become a bead circler. Yeah, we got to do bumper stickers right, guys. or something. Yeah, something. I'll work on that. Yeah. But All nobody right. bought my masks. Oh, yeah. My placebo mask. I didn't sell hardly any. But you sold at least one. Did you sell any to a non-family member? 
Yeah, a couple. Okay, well, not many though. All right, well, we'll do a circle of people more stickers or something like that. All right, well, we'll see you next week, folks. All right, bye, folks.